This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the It sequel, the Netflix can beef. Warner Brothers cutting Brett Radner, all kind of cra- all kinds of crazy stuff this week. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks. Meet the movie press. Good morning, Simon. Hey Jeff, how are you? Netflix are doing canned beef. They, they, they get, Holy they, shit! There's uh, not a trick that they missed. Yeah, I stumbled over that intro, guys. But I am back. I'm locked in. Yeah, the show is starting. Loaded. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Welcome back, I should say. I am your loyal host, Jeff Snyder, editor in chief of mm. the Tracking Board, Tracking-Board.com, and with me as always is Simon Thompson at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and there's a Facebook page, This is Simon Thompson, where they mine all my data. And they sell it. Cambridge clearly, Analytica. They clearly, although I tried to I tried to do predictive text on Cambridge Analytica um, the other day. It didn't come out as Analytica. <laughs> Let's just it's say a, that. It's okay. I had an embarrassing one uh, last night. I was um, doing something for, like, this hot spec about, like, a, a mother trying to find her daughter. Right. And it was, like, an action movie. Yeah. What did I Google? Hot mother. M- mother-daughter action. Uh, Didn't work out. No. Didn't find the photo I was looking for. <laughs> well, I once tried to text someone about the film Coriolanus, and it just sent them a text yeah. saying, you should see <laughs> Colin's anus. That's pretty good. So I, well... Yeah, not for them. They, they weren't expecting that kind of text, and I wasn't expecting to send it. But hey, how was your week apart from? It was good. You know, it was busy. I felt like, I felt like there was habits. there was a lot of news. Yeah, uh, good news. I'm making I'm making real headway on my a Clockwork Orange puzzle at the office. Great. I've decided. So uh, you know, it can be a stressful job. Chasing movie news all day. Mm. So, so you need a puzzle to calm down. I've decided to have an office jigsaw puzzle so that you know when people want to step away for mm. ten minutes and just do a, 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 you know work on the crossword puzzle, it can be very comic. That's amazing. And when exactly is your seventy fifth birthday? <laughs> we also do knitting. At the dragon <laughs> board. Fantastic. <laughs> Please uh, buy our ne- quilts. Don't forget Needlepoint Wednesday. That shit gets crazy. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Thank That's you, what you. happens when you move to the heart of the Hollywood machine. <laughs> you do puzzles. Um, yeah, where, so where do you want, yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start on something that um, came, came sort of, uh, you know, everybody was talking about it yesterday. James McAvoy and Bill Hader uh, for uh, It Part 2. Whoa! What? Another one just like Jessica Chastain. Uh, yeah, Jessica's yeah. now confirmed, uh, obviously. Everybody wanted Bill Hader in yeah. this movie. Bill Hader is now in this movie. I think it's great. Yeah. I love Barry. I love Bill Hader. Uh, Barry's really good. Oh, so you have been watching. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, did, I, did I tell you I've seen the whole show twice? No. I've watched every episode, and I watched it twice. Uh, the second time, it was all in one sitting. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. So if you're not watching Barry, definitely check that out. Uh, Bill Hader as as an older Richie. Yeah. Perfect, obviously. What do you think of McAvoy as, uh, I think it's Bill? Yeah, very, very good. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, they were, they were two names that I, I hadn't considered previously, but when they were obviously mentioned this week and they put them next to the characters, I was like, actually, they make total sense. 
And it's a really nice cast because it's a mix of people who are very well known, but they're not. Some of them I mean, are not. Chastain uh, and McAvoy working together again after X Men. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and McAvoy and Chastain are probably the 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 the, the A listers or the closest thing to A listers that the film's got so far. Hader is very well liked, but you know, quirky and slightly eclectic. I'll be very interesting how they're going to fill out the the, the rest of of the cast. I just I mean, want to know who's going to play the fact. Yeah, I'm. I was I'm thinking it's going to be like it's going to be like Pratt or something. I, I can't wait to see who they get for that. Yeah, I I. I'm genuinely I'm finding the casting for this really exciting. And it's due to start shooting in July, so a lot of that is going to revolve around who is available. I think. Pratt, listen, Pratt may be a pipe dream, but I think it would be interesting to see yeah. him in an ensemble rather than like the leading man. I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he has sitcom roots. Yeah, uh, I'd like to kind of see him get back to that, but you know. He's probably a little expensive. I don't know. He probably we'll, is a bit we'll expensive. See. I mean, there aren't that many. I mean, I can't. I genuinely, when when people were saying, you know, who do you want to play the, the adults? There were so many lists that went around. Oh, and the truth so is, they don't lists. need anybody because no, the movie doesn't. You know, people want to see the clown. Yeah, nobody I'm, cares about the cast really. Nope. Nobody cared about the first one. It did. Nice. It did great. Yeah, a hundred percent. But no, I'm. This was. I, I really like this news this week. This is really, uh, really got me happy. And the fact that it's going to start shooting in July means that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Obviously, I'm assuming they're going to push it to a, a Halloween opening in 2019. Do we have a release date for it, too? Uh, yeah, no, I think that there is. I think there is, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's cool. next year. Um, It'll shoot this summer. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super psyched for this. I'm going to definitely try and get a set visit for that, because it, I absolutely loved last mm-hmm. year. It was so, so good. Um, yeah, so that that was news that I loved this week. A lot of people talking about Cannes as well this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I, I wrote a whole piece on this. Yeah. I mean... The... Let's talk about both, that. Both sides make some <clears throat> good points, but what happened, I think it's a travesty. I think it's disgusting, uh, the whole Netflix can thing. Like, mm. Because can't saying Netflix is still welcome, but they're, you know that's kind of disingenuous because the rules that are in place do not you know support netflix's business business model mm. and they shouldn't have to change that for one film festival which is frankly losing its luster and that's what all the press says this morning um i mean how did you feel about it i i mean some people will think this is the most heinous blasphemy ever for for the film industry but i've never i never wanted to go to can i've never been excited by can it's kind of nice I've always covered it editorially for for outlets that I've been working for, but it's never something that's particularly you know excited me. And it tends to be the most uppity and the most sort of you know navel gazingly chin stroking. It's an elitist film festival. My mother, my yeah. mother, God bless her heart. She was always, she would always ask me like, when am I going to go to Cannes? When am I going to go? To Cannes? Like I don't I really know that I want to go to Cannes. It's like a super long flight. I don't know. You know, like I'm not. A, I'm, I'm, I'm a picky eater. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like a lot of people would be like, oh, I can't wait to like. Eat French mm. food. Like, I, what do I, I eat baguettes here. I want to. I want to pay an extra like <laughs> B- baguettes, ten if you will. euro for a baguette that would have cost me like less. 
just two days before. Um, I, I just don't know how outlets justify that cost no. these days. And to, also to the, cover the, like a half a dozen movies. Well, several times people have, you know, people again this year have said, oh, "Are you going to Cannes?" I'm like, "No," because a lot of the stuff that's coming out of it, I, I can't. I as a as a freelancer. It's not interesting to most of my outlets. No, I haven't heard it of most of these. interesting th- if they then get nominated for an Oscar later down right. the line, but they're not going to be... Right. A lot of them are not made outside of things like Solo, etc., etc. I've, I've heard not of, like, six movies. of, like, the directors that were included in the announcement yeah. yesterday, and I'm a professional, you yeah. know? Like, I, I do this for a living. Um... Maybe I'm not a super cinephile, like you know, like the guy lodges of the world. Um, but and there is there is a I, market for that. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Fantastically well, yeah. The, I know, and it's like it's not even like uh, well, if Laszlo Nemesis uh, Nemesis uh, Sunset had gotten in, it, it would have looked that much better. Like our readers probably aren't clicking on that article either. But yeah. at least that guy's recognizable. He's the guy who did Son of Saul, which is really really good. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people got snubbed yesterday. There could be more editions coming. There's a lot of movies that are you know held up on different you know with different mm. uh, issues. Um, I think that the large Montreal movie will get in and. But back to the whole Netflix of it all. Yeah. So the way that things are currently designed are if you – like Netflix wants movies with distribution, which makes no sense because the whole point of a film festival is to get movies mm. distribution. Uh, so if you – in order to play in Netflix uh, – sorry, I can. You need to commit to a theatrical run in France. Yeah. But if you commit to that theatrical run in France, you're committing to – you have to wait three years under French law to put that film on streaming platforms. So essentially Netflix would be fucking its own French subscribers, yeah. which is not good for business. And you know, while, while the international press gathers uh, on the croissette uh, to take photos on, on the red carpet, and that's of value and, and mm-hmm. people like doing that. They like going to Cannes for the glitz and the glamour. Yep. I don't know that, it, that it's worth it. Um, business-wise for Netflix. So I understand why they're staying away. Ted Sarandos' interview with Variety was amazing. Mm. Did you read it? Yeah. Like, the, the thing about how Cannes is banned selfie, uh, banning selfies this year, and it's like, yeah. you know, what other technological advances would uh, Theory Fremo uh, well, like to they ban? Got, they got rid of, like, morning screenings as well. And I'm like, it's just it just appears to be that Cannes generally as a festival, as a programming festival and, and as an event, is going so much, and again, with the Netflix decision, is going so much away from what the other festivals are doing, which I, you know, I do see the point of carving your own niche when you're a, when you're a festival. But there's also a really good reason why these other people are are going in a certain direction, while the fish are swimming up river in the one way, because that's kind of what people want. But also, a lot of people go to Cannes to sell ideas and sell things these days. Well, that's days. the Cannes market, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's, that's different. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's the, that it, that whole landscape is changing yeah, as well. How people are doing business Cannes in that, is supposed to be the, that the, area. the creme de la creme of film festivals, and... I find it's uh, it's policy that this year didn't want to accept any movies from Sundance um, into the lineup. Yeah, I just it's like on one hand I get it because you're still talking about those movies at Cannes as Sundance titles, but how many people go to Sundance and Cannes? I mean, is it the same people? But it also, seems if, like a different crowd. But also, if you if you're about film and you're about filmmakers, and especially when it comes to directing and and, and supporting young talent. 
you really should be as a festival embracing these young filmmakers to help your your well, they job did this year. That, that, yeah. that, that's that was what the the criticism was is that they bring all these in all these new people for sort of changing of the guard because you can't just rely no, know, on, but, on movies from seventy year old men. But from a but from a film point of view, it's like if a film is good enough to show at Sundance and it gets things, why not show it at Cannes? Right? Why wouldn't you? You should be it? picking the creme de la creme of Sundance and bringing it to Cannes in some sort of sidebar. And it's really important to those filmmakers, especially when they're developing their product. And, and if you want to support these filmmakers to go, yes, I screened my film at Cannes, at Sundance, at right. South by Southwest, at this and that. You help these filmmakers by building them up and showing their work. That is part of what your role is as a Which festival. I think Cannes would argue, well, okay, that filmmaker, you know, we are showing young people's work. That filmmaker got his platform at Sundance, and we want to give another slot. You know, why should we give a slot in our festival program to a movie that has already been seen. I understand that to an extent, but I, I do think it's foolish. I think that there should be some Sundance movie. The best of Sundance should be a can. You can absolutely have that as a part, as part of the festival, um, considering how many the, other sections of the festival The one thing I, I do have to give can credit for, and I know it'll be controversial, is, is this, uh, you know, the theory said that... Uh, He's in favor of positive discrimination, mm. but not when it comes to film festivals. Like in the everyday world, sure, but like I think that there's three films from women in competition this mm. year, and people were wondering why there weren't more. Last year there weren't any. I don't believe they were all in uh, in certain regard or something like that. But um, he was saying like when when people sit down in the theater, and I believe this too. When people sit down in the theater, no, they don't give a shit if it's directed by a man or a woman. No. They don't think like that. And he, in his, you know, he's saying, I just programmed the best movies. I don't care if they were, if, if none of them were directed by women, then none of them were directed by women. But also, if you're a festival, a lot of it is about putting bums on seats. You know, and if you know that people are going to, if they, people know that there's a film that has buzz and you know that you can pack one of the theaters there and everyone, that's going to still be a hot ticket because people want to see it months before it comes out in general release. That is going to be a film that's guaranteed that you're going to sell tickets for this stuff. There are films in Cannes, some that play to full houses and people queue around the block and they wait all night. And then there are others that really don't. And there are some films that people go, OK, I'm going to go and turn up at this movie. And they walk mm -hmm. out because it's so appalling. So, you know, I think it, if you're looking at Cannes as a business, I think it's a good idea also to have those films there that you know are going to bring in an audience. Now, Zeno Hour is asking in the chat, will Cannes still be relevant in five years? Yeah, I think Cannes still will be Cannes relevant, will but I think the role of Cannes is changing. And I think its position within the industry is changing. I think I've, we've seen this with many other festivals over the last 10 or 15 years where a lot of these festivals will go through changes. They will go through ups and they will go through downs. And yeah. Change of management. <laughs> Or it's financing, or it's the quality of the content they're bringing in, or some years they have a load of winners, and some years they have things that don't. It is just the way the industry goes. So Cannes is always going to be relevant. I think this year they're just trying to reset, and they're just trying to mark their right. stall out. And I just think not all the ideas that they're making are particularly good ones. I, think, I mean, the whole thing with selfies, I'm like, I just don't think that makes a bigger deal. You're kind of making a point where you don't need to make a point. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand just... wanting to preserve some of the glitz and glamour of old Hollywood, and, and that can is sort of a throwback to another time, but I don't know. I, I just I, The idea of having to get dressed up in a tuxedo to go to a premiere, and then the whole like badge system with all the different colors, and like you're somebody and you're a piece of shit, like 
I don't know. It, it's not in the spirit. But of... whether you're a film festival or whether you're Comic Con, I mean, Comic Con for me, I went for the first time two years ago. Last year, I didn't think was was quite as good. The content wasn't quite as good. But I'm sure that this year they're going to pick it up. They made some changes last year. They've readjusted some of those changes for this year. I think all of these things, whether it's a, a Comic Con or a film festival, they do have these these repositioning years. Sometimes it works and it's a good idea, and sometimes it's like, well, that was kind of a dumpster fire. Right. And I think this year is going to be the well, maybe we're not quite as as smart or as, you know, as, as sort of, you know, impossible to damage as we thought we were. So can Will still go on? Can Will still be relevant? I think this year is going to be an interesting litmus test. Uh, and, and I can't wait to see all those Netflix movies. You know, whether they deb- debut day and date in theaters or Netflix on is service. coming whether you like it or not, can. Yeah. You can you can decide not to invite them the to times. the party. Ted's right. But shit's happening and you this this train is not gonna stop moving forward. So um, you know, that's the choice you make. Speaking of trains that won't stop moving forward, uh, let's uh, talk about the Fast and the Furious spin-off. Yes. <laughs> you, you didn't know where that was going. I didn't. I could have taken that in any I direction. I was like, I do not have anything about trains written down. Uh, David Leach confirmed to direct yeah. the spin-off. Does it have a title yet? No. Is it Hobbs Shaw or something? I don't even uh, know. I mean, yeah, Hobbs, I think, was the title it was being... Right, I thought but it was, was being just Hobbs, sort of but maybe around. you know, Statham's like I want. Hobbs and Shaw sure sounds like a title. lawyer. Sounds like Calvin and Hobbs. Hobbs Calvin and Shaw. Yeah. No. Uh, listen, th- th- this guy's the right fit for yeah. this movie, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a good get. It seems like a, a nice marriage all the way around. Yeah, I mean, even if you, you know how you feel about Atomic Blonde, a lot of people, you know, I think pretty much everybody who saw that movie agree that the action scenes were absolutely superb. Absolutely, and that's that's what Fast and Furious. Did you see that news by the on. way that Charlie said that they're developing a sequel for that? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. It didn't do great. It didn't do great, but it didn't do badly. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was fine. Where which way you think that the sequel's going to go? Some sequels go up. Mm. Some sequels are Kick-Ass Two or yeah. or Jack Reacher Two. Yeah. So, um, them's the breaks. That's Hollywood. This fickle mistress. Yeah. Listen, Dwayne. Once you have Dwayne Johnson in your movie, yeah, you have a hit. I mean, so. Dwayne's Dwayne's. I mean, Dwayne's got three movies out this year. Um, he's got this skyscraper. He's, yeah, he's got Rampage this weekend, skyscraper in the summer, and then he's got another one coming out later in the year my goodness so he's got three movies coming out so i mean he's a he's a busy boy and obviously there was talk this week he was doing all the publicity for rampage and we'll get to box office later on um and people were saying you know um what's happening with you with your other projects and there's the 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 doc savage project and he was giving updates on that he's got like 50 movies that he's about to make (laughs) i know and go you know what i i it's been a long time since i've said this on the show but uh go over to the wrap and check out uh beatrice's interview with uh yeah really good wayne and and uh danny garcia and the seven bucks folks Uh, i'm just proud of uh beatrice that is something that i do that's something that i actually pitched for for the last two rock movies and so i'm really pleased that she's she did a great job with that and i'm really pleased that you got it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Johnny K. Yes. John Krasinski. What mm. a week for this guy. So recap last week's box office real quick. Like what did what did a quiet place open to? Oh god, I think it's done it's I off the top uh, of my I, head sorry. I don't know. All Let right, me I, just That was check. a test. It was 50 million, I believe. 50 million. Okay. Uh, I failed that test. Yeah. Uh so quiet place did great. Um people are there's talk of a sequel. I yes. mean, when I interviewed the writers, they said that, you know, they had uh, so many ideas that were just in, you know, Microsoft Word documents. And now it's been out for a week. I think we can talk about aspects of the movie that we didn't want to talk about last yeah, week yeah, because yeah. it was fresh out. Sure. So one thing we, we talked about, and if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, just be warned, we are going to talk about some potentially spoiler yeah. stuff now for a couple of minutes. I will wave 
at the camera like this when it's spoiler-free in case you're turning the volume down. Okay, so, <clears throat> which won't work if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, I will no, tell no you I'm gonna... also waving my arms <laughs> in case you're listening. I'll be rolling my eyes. Brilliant. Listen for that. Listen closely. Yes, so oh, you don't do that on the show often. <laughs> so there was there's a part of the movie where you see um john lighting um a, a fire on top of a a, a large structure mm-hmm. a, a corn silo and when he does that you see all these other buildings that are sort of circling right and they also like other the, survivors out there is yeah. what simon's saying we never see them in the movie the yeah. only one we see is the guy in the woods and that's in the trailer so that's not a spoiler mm-hmm. um but there would be the opportunity obviously to explore what's happening with them i mean there were like five maybe eight of those so you have different options there that could happen different families different dynamics different stories backstories etc etc that could be potentially interesting you could also then go back and get to the point where we start the movie where it's where they actually where these creatures these aliens or whatever they are where they come from right there's a whole 88 days or something or that, that were not explored yeah, so you could do it that way. Or potentially, you can pick up afterwards with um, Emily Blunt and the daughter, with moving on from that last scene that we have in the movie, and then they go out and they continue to kill. I mean, you probably, that's kind of like a one-note sequel because it's just them right. destroying these monsters. But there's still a lot of things you could do. You effectively go into like Walking Dead territory there where you then meet up with other people. You, that How do you make it on the smarter than, 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 than this movie, which was so smart? I loved it. Yeah. In fact, I gave it three stars on my blog when I saw it because mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, and then I bumped it up. I right. saw it again la- uh, last Friday night. I took my co- uh, old college roommate and Stephanie to see it. How old are they? 72? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and they both really liked it. And I, I cool. just thought it was fantastic. Like it, it still hit me emotionally. So yeah. I bumped it up to three and a half stars out of four. Uh, I, yeah, and there are people who are walking away who don't like it, mm. who just find it phony or – yeah, I, I just I, – I can't agree with that. I didn't find it phony. I mean, for me, it had a lot of flaws. Like, we never knew where they where they came from. When the girl that was is a in, flaw? I don't need to know where they came I, from. I wanted, to, I wanted to at least have some sort of reference because there's, there was oh. a huge chunk of, of sort of thing there. I'm not really pushing to, for that kind of backstory. Even, but No, even I didn't want I didn't full backstory, but even some sort of point of reference or some sort of exposition I would have liked. Also, the fact that the girl knew with the hearing aid, and again, this is still spoilers, don't worry, um, where the girl had the hearing aid and she realized quite quickly that, in fact, you know, whenever there was danger and she knew other people could see the danger that her hearing aid would be have some sort of effect, it took a long time for her to kind of connect the dots on that. I was quite surprised that that didn't kick in faster and they kind of implemented a bit more. Um, I also was very surprised that when they when John Krasinski interacted with the creature at the end um, and just just before he died, and he obviously knew that what they could do, like they could burst through metal and they can destroy houses, and yet he suddenly thought that him standing under them with an axe was like he was going to be able to to beat them why would you put your kids in a truck if you knew that those creatures could could break through a truck like you know a knife through butter it wasn't like they, all these things were to me were like i, I just know. think that that kind of it wasn't, wasn't as smart the, as the rest of the movie and it didn't kind of make to me it was no, like I, okay, I, 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 I thought the, I thought the ending was great I thought it was absolutely great. I loved how you first mm. see the, the old man scream because he's you know basically committing suicide. He's ready to yeah. kill himself, and then the way that Krasinski brought that back, that callback, mm. but in a different context as a sacrifice. Oh, it was brilliant. The opening was brilliant. 
that first scene with the batteries and the kid. It was, yeah, I, I really, I really liked it. Um, we'll have to talk about some of your your complaints after. Also, um, what happens when you fart? Well, here, uh, when they made that baby, unless it was completely silent, the monsters must have heard them. Um, Maybe they did it in the bunker. Practicalities. Well, the, the she the the baby was conceived. I th- pre. Oh. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. It yeah. was during. Yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I did. I did the, right, uh, right. the lady math. Right, because I forgot that it, it skips ahead to like day four hundred something. Yeah. Um. So now John Krasinski. Yeah. Producing this movie, Life on Mars. Yes. With Platinum Dunes, which uh, produced A Quiet Place. Oh, let me just do. I'm now okay, spoilers. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Spoilers. Uh, All right. So arms. we're moving on to the news of, of Krasinski producing yep. Life on Mars now. So here, here's a lesson for our, our fellow journalists mm-hmm. watching. Or aspiring journalists. I read this Hollywood Reporter break, and I was very unclear as to what it was saying. I was like, is he, is this his follow-up? Is he directing this? Is he producing this? And so it prompted me to reach out to uh, John's folks, and they... Uh, his parents. His, his, wow. About to say. You called his, his mom and his dad? His people. His people. Dude. <laughs> you guys I actually tight. do know the Krasinski. I mean, they're from Newton, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I called his people, and they and they clarified he's not directing, and and, and that was you know Variety wrote it up that way. A lot of places wrote it up that yep. way. Um, that's not what I was able to confirm. Do you know why a lot of people write it up that way? It's because they just copy what everybody else does, right? Cut and exactly. Paste. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. And that's and it just becomes this fucking game help. of telephone. Yeah. So I was specifically on the record told. John Grasinski, just producing at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will become attached to direct once they hire a writer, and maybe yeah. that writer kills it and delivers a great script, and then John's like, I want to do that. But right now, he's just developing it. It's something that he brought to uh, Platinum Dunes. He, lo- he loved the short story or book or whatever the fuck mm. it's based on. And it's about a woman who... She's part of a Martian colony right. of survivors um, from Earth who are, who are on... Uh, Mars, and she discovers that she can breathe the air on Mars, right, and this right. kind of throws everything into into like. Oh. Right. I'm curious about that short story. It does sound like it sounds could be good. the Martian for uh, a leading lady. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little Martian esque. Do you know who would be really good in that? Emily Blunt. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it actually yes. is, I, I pictured her for some reason. You know, whether it's the fact that they're married or that they just work together, but uh, yeah, she could use. A movie like The Martian. And also a lot of talk this week. She's um, doing just fine. A lot of people saying, hey, wouldn't they be great in the Fantastic Four reboot? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of... Yeah. Someone told me a great story about Emily Blunt last night, but... uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, you know, when she was like a young actress and... uh, Never mind. We can Um, talk about that one after the show. (laughs) No, very very happy that uh, that she has found success. She was so good in, uh, what was it, Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. That was like the first real thing that she that she yeah. popped in. It's still probably and the thing that she's asked it. most about at junkets and red carpets is right. Devil Wears Prada. Um, so let, let's talk about uh, Brett Ratner. Else. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Warner Brothers this week cutting ties with Brett Ratner. Obviously, they, they've had a long-running relationship, and he had a financing deal with them. I can't remember the exact fee, but it was a, it was a hefty amount of millions. Um, so, yeah, so after, obviously, all the allegations that were leveled against um, Brett Ratner um, sort of the end of last year, yeah. in amongst all the, the, the other sort of stuff that was going on, uh, Warner Brothers, there's been a lot of will they, will they, won't they 
cut him loose? What's they going to do? What are they going to change? But yeah, they announced this week that they're, they're going to cut ties with Brett Ratner. And obviously, he does currently, or had, um, a number of projects that were currently in development with, with, he, with his he, company. He had a, a slate financing yeah. deal for Rat Pack he doing did. it, as well as a yeah. first look deal for Rat Pack. Yeah. So he not only was he producing movies for Warner Brothers, he was also financing. You know, he had a piece of some of their movies. Mm. Um, Rampage, That right, that pact expired with Rampage. Yep. I mean, I'm not surprised by this, especially, you know, really, Warner Brothers didn't have a choice. No. Because there's already enough rumors floating out there in the ether about Sujihara and his association with Ratner and with the phone people looming. And, mm. you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen there. You can't have that on your record against you. You can't have that no. strike against you. So you you just got to wash your hands and say, listen, if we need uh, a financial partner on uh, on our slate, then we will go out and find one. I'm sure there's plenty of move people who uh, are looking to invest in uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, since they do have a lot of good IP over there. But uh, yeah, not not surprised. Not no, not surprised at all. So what do you think then? I mean, obviously this is this is hypothetical, but what do you think? The future for Ratner is, and and Rat Pack. I mean, because obviously this is no surprise that Warner parted ways. I mean, do you think anybody would want? And this is not just specific to him. This is specific to everybody else that's affected by this kind of thing. I mean, I honestly this... don't know. And and I, before all this broke, I I liked Brett Ratner, right? Um, and I actually like his movies more than most people do, okay. which is uh, another. He's done some good movies. Yeah, I, I I think so. A lot of people would say he hasn't, but um, I I don't know what the future holds for that guy. Mm. I don't know if he goes to make Netflix movies. I I don't know where he finds forgiveness if he has something to be forgiven. Like you know, like because these were these were the allegations, right? And he and he's fighting. He's really of all the people, mm. he's really the one pushing back. He's trying to sue that that girl, Melanie Kohler. Um, so it remains to be seen. I, I don't think the, the dust has settled on that stuff. I mean, I, so tomorrow night I'm taking Stephanie because she's never seen it before to L.A. Confidential, and Kevin Spacey's in that. And yeah. I'm wondering if someone at the theater is going to boo when he's on screen. We'll see. Christopher Plummer might be there. <laughs> Maybe boo! Christopher Plummer will have a mic in his hand just reciting <laughs> just Spacey's lines from the saying, audience. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's move on from Ratner. Let's lighten it up, and let's talk about that Bourne TV show. Yeah, the next on the list. Go for it, big guy. Okay, so obviously the last Bourne movie was not... The, the Jeremy Renner um, Bourne universe movie didn't do particularly well. The last Bourne movie uh, didn't do particularly well. It did fine, but it didn't do amazing. So what they're looking at doing now is doing a Bourne prequel TV show. Um, and it's going to be, it's, it's under the working title of Treadstone. So obviously Treadstone, for those of you that, that might not be aware, is the company that basically created the program. Uh, it is the program that Bourne was 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 born out of, pardon the thing. So, I mean, I, I it's highly unlikely that, obviously, like the Matt, likes of Matt Damon, etc., because this is a prequel, so this is going to have new people. I think it's going to be more about Treadstone than it is about Jason Bourne. It's going to be telling that backstory. I don't know. I mean, what? And this is, I'll lead this on to something else as well that's born related. Um, thanks to Stingray for giving me the tip on the, on the second thing, by the way. I don't know what the interest is going to be in a Bourne prequel TV show. 
we have quite a few movies that are exploring character TV shows that are exploring characters from movies where the franchises have kind of died out. John Krasinski is doing another one. Shooter didn't do particularly well. Um, I'm I mean, I don't know if there is that interest. I mean, if the appeal of Vaughn was Matt Damon and people weren't really buying in towards that towards the end, they didn't buy into it with someone else in that lead role. Obviously, Jeremy Renner in the in the in the the, the other movie. I don't know if more of the same but a prequel is actually going to work. I, I just think they have to do something quite interesting. I mean, does it, the idea of that particularly excite you at all? I think the Bourne boat has I'm not excited. sailed. I'm not excited by Bourne to begin with, um, although I do think the Treadstone will work on television. Okay. For sure. I think, it, I think it's a good idea. I think that that is what USA's job is, mm. really. Their, their executives are supposed to be mining all the content that NBC Universal has at its disposal, and that's a great library title over at Universal for USA to exploit. But isn't it, isn't it effectively just? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's got a it's got a, an IP skin on it, but isn't it just another? Ooh, you know, House of Cards esque kind of political espionage, designated survivor twenty four kind of thing. That audiences are, are kind of already shifting away from. I mean, it's yeah, no, may, maybe a little it, bit, but I think for some, maybe for a major network, this wouldn't make sense, or right. you know. But for USA, I think that this is like a decent okay. title on their development slate. One other thing that's been rumored around Bourne is obviously you, you, you like theme parks, um, and I, I love them. Um, Universal in Orlando, you know, they got rid of the Terminator Two 3D attraction. A shame. Yeah, there has been rumors for a while that that potentially could be replaced, and there's nothing to confirm this. It's just, you know, it's just rumor Whoa. that that stunt show, uh, that that thing, could be re- replaced by a Jason Bourne themed That'd be really cool. indoor thing. It would be quite cool. Now, I was kind of, you know, on my line of like actually Bourne. Maybe the peel hasn't lasted there, but Waterworld. At Universal in Hollywood, a film that was just terrible. Yeah, nobody's thinking about the movie during these shows. They just want a yeah, good show. They just want a good show. So it's even though I'm like, the IP might be an interesting one to convert into a into an attraction. Actually, dude, I like the Indiana Jones uh, that yeah, that thing, the one at Disney World. Right, I, I like that, that, and I don't like the movies. There you go. There you go. So it could be interesting. I mean, there's no, nothing to say that but, that is going to happen, but it's um, an idea and it's a rumor that has been going around for quite a while. Listen, none of this shit is ever going to be as good as Backdraft, right? The movie or the... Or, or the Backdraft's uh, amazing. I love yeah. that. I never saw the show. I oh, think I really miss from Universal oh, Orlando. You never saw it? You never went to like Universal Studios and saw the Backdraft thing? No. Oh, man. No, I didn't. You I missed didn't out. Seen that. But no, I mean, the, I, I used to love the Ghostbusters one that they had at Universal in Orlando, the one they had inside... What, what was Twister and is now the Jimmy Kimmel thing? I mean, it's oh, like I love Twister. And yeah, maybe Twister I missed I the Ghostbusters thing. But... A lot of people thought that was terrible, but I love Twister. Oh, I loved it, yeah. It we got great. cows! Um... Hey, I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Paxton, but I was like, dude, you look so bored. Hey, I know. I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Meanwhile, on YouTube. You can watch the it. Draft one's like, hi, I'm Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Hey, everybody. <laughs> dude, dude. I'm gonna make it. You gotta Wars love movie. Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, Gong Li and Donnie Yen. Mm. Yeah, and Jet Li. Yeah, Jet Li, Gong Li, and Donnie Yen. Get all Go three of them in Mulan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are like three of the biggest stars you can get, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who else are we hoping for? Uh, nice job by Disney locking down uh, Donnie Yen. I love the A-list love Chinese Donnie stars. Yen. Yeah. Um, yeah, Donnie Yen from Rogue One. He was he was uh, great in that. Um, 
I'm sure we're going to see uh, a lot of other <clears throat> cool Chinese actors join that. Yep. Are are you interested in a Mulan movie? I mean, see, I'm not. I, I don't really never, care who they never, put in it. It's was, not for me. But... I was never a big fan of Mulan um, yeah. as a Disney movie. It's certainly not even in my sort of top ten Disney movies. Well, yeah. I know a lot of people love it. Um, but no, I'm I'm kind of. I mean, as the casting's coming together, I'm you know my my interest is peaking. I'm curious how it performs in the U.S. Yeah, I'm like, like I, I understand why you have to make this movie mm. and why it's probably going to do well. You know, particularly obviously in China, but um. I'm very curious how this is going to perform here. This will be a real test. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I agree with that. We'll see how Crazy Rich Asians performs, honestly. I'm very curious about that one. Yeah. But no, I think with this, I, I think it will be if the action is good and the characterization is good. I mean, I was quite surprised that The Jungle Book was um, quite as successful as it was because obviously oh, that was, was – I mean, it turned out to be a great movie, but I was genuinely a little bit – like, oh, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go down or how this is going to turn out. And it turned out I was wrong. It turned out very, very well. Um, so I'm willing to give, you know, Mulan the um, the benefit of the doubt um, on this because I think it'll be a very interesting. I think the action sequences, you know, could potentially be very interesting. I think visually it could be very, very stunning and very the scope of the film could be could be particularly appealing in itself. So I think there are a lot of elements that can actually really make this potentially one of the most must see within the live action oeuvre that Disney are pushing out. I mean, you know, up there with the likes of Beauty and the Beast and, you know, way, way above the likes of, say, Cinderella, which didn't work for me. I never saw Cinderella or Beauty and the Beast, honestly. Beauty and the Beast the, is the, really the good. I never saw Maleficent. Honestly, I, I kind Maleficent of Maleficent I liked. Well, I don't think I've didn't. seen any of the, the Disney live action Apart from Jungle Book. remakes. You saw Jungle Book, I did, right? Yeah, and I loved it. I loved the Jungle Book, but yeah, I don't know if the others are for me. Um, I wonder if they'll bring back like Eddie Murphy as the dragon. Little dragon friend. Never know. He, he'd He's probably available. do it. <laughs> he is very He's available. available. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Yes. I don't really understand this story. So it's sold. It's has sold as many pre-sale tickets as the last seven MCU, MCU movies combined. Does that apparently. include Black Panther? Uh, well, I, I, I guess it does because that's the one of the last seven MCU uni, uh, MCU movies. Difficult. Well, to that's what I believe. Yeah, but this is a story that was going around, repeated by a lot of places this week. Yeah, well, we, you know, that was wrong. No, I mean the, the 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 thing came out of Fandango. I think Eric Davis announced yeah. that, but I just uh, it strikes me as an odd stat. I mean, whether that and is true, really Fandango. That, I don't know what. Right, exactly. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, can you do her? I I just don't know um what that matters. Like, what am I supposed to take away from that story? That Avengers Infinity War is going to be popular? Like, whoa. We we knew stop that. the presses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't get why people why why do sites bother doing stories about tickets because somebody sent out a press release and you can put Avengers in the headline. Yeah, it's weird. Weird yeah. choice. Um, and then other people see that people are doing it and going, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, a question that people are asking me a lot is, uh, how do you get work? No. Uh, the which do you think is going to be out of out of Avengers: Infinity Wars and Black Panther? Which do you think is going to be the most successful? In Avengers Infinity War. I think it is, but I think by a nose. I think there's not going to be a huge amount in it, but I think it is going to beat Black Panther. Interesting, though, it looks like um, Avengers Infinity War um, and Black Panther are going to be both still in the domestic top 10 box office at the same time, which is, I believe, a first for a Marvel movie. We'll see. 
Black, I mean, so, Black Panther will be, would be hovering around 9 or 10 by that point, right? Yeah, I mean, it's currently uh, it's expected to go down. It's to like it's, 4 now. Yeah, it's expected to be 6th, I think, this weekend. Yeah, so depends. two weeks. I think we'll it could still theaters, be in the top 10. You know, but that will be the first how time. How many theaters is it going to have by that time? Mm. You know, it'll, it'll be out. Will it be out on Blu-ray by then? When does it come out on Blu-ray? Uh, it's out, out on Blu-ray. Maybe it's next month. Yeah, next month. All I think right, it's just so. after Infinity Wars. Yeah. We'll see. Is in theaters. Um, I, I just feel like Avengers Infinity War is going to be huge because Black Panther brought in a whole new group of Marvel fans, mm. and they want to see the continued adventures of Black Panther. And so all those people who have never maybe even been to a Marvel bef- movie before, yeah. who, who started going with Black Panther, are now in... And I think you're going to see monster, monster numbers for Infinity War, which may be, yeah. you know, what we're seeing with the, this pre-sale thing. Maybe that is what that is, is like the Black Panther audience pre-buying. Yeah. Um, speaking of Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and, and DC and comic book movies mm-hmm. in general. Randall Park. Yes, I saw this. You see that little mm-hmm. news? Uh, apparently, uh, James Wan uh, just finishing pickups on Aquaman, and he revealed that Randall Park had joined the cast as Dr. Shin. Mm-hmm. Randall Park also also going to be um, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but he is going to be in a Marvel movie and a DC movie in the same year. Cashing in on this craze, dude. He's playing both sides against each other. What? In Hollywood? Uh Love Randall Park. Yeah. So it's always good to see more of him. Very, very good. I don't know who Dr. Shin is or, you know, why they added a character during the Aquaman pickups or what function he'll serve in the story. Mm. But uh, always good to see him on the big screen. Well, also, there was a story this week about um, talking about making changes and adding new characters that the uh, Predators, the new Predator movies right. coming yes. out, the reshoots have basically completely changed the, the third act of the movie, which... Mm-hmm. Is is will be panic, quite a change. Panic, panic, panic. Well, no, it's not panic, but it is quite a change. If you obviously they obviously got that from feedback from audience screenings or, or studio screenings to to, to make it's Fox, you know, such you know they large, like playing around. Yeah, and it's not the only movie that they're playing around heavily. Obviously, we were talking last week about New Mutants is having and, a lot of work Dark done Phoenix on that. Too. Dark Phoenix having a lot of work done on that. So that's the process, though. You know, now we just hear about it. So, but if it makes I'm a like better movie, whatever, do it. I mean, Rogue One was another one. I, that like, had a lot I of... wouldn't have written the New Mutant story out of nowhere. Nope. It was in response to other reporting mm-hmm. that I felt sort of mischaracterized the situation mm-hmm. and threw uh, Josh Boone under the bus. But we we've spoken about it before, where everyone goes, "Oh my God, reaches! Oh my God, it must be dog shit!" But no, it's just it I happens just don't, all the time. I don't, yeah. Anyways, um. Diego Bonita joined the Terminator movie. I saw this. Now, I'm an apologist for Rock of Ages. I like that movie. I never saw it. Honestly. It's good. Ah, it's not good, but I like it. You know, it's bad, so that it's, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have a lot of love for that movie. I know audiences turned away from it in disgust. It sounds like he'll play a human Spitting. in the movie. You know, he, he's not menacing enough to play a Terminator or anything no, like that. So, so he'll he'll be somebody who's on the run. Um, he's a nice guy. I've met he, him a few he's, times. He's a, he's a really nice I, guy. He wasn't the only Diego I'd heard for the movie. I'll just let that sit. Um Mm. Maybe no, I won't. What like Diego could, Luna? Could you see Diego Luna as say the Robert Patrick of this movie? Yeah, I could. Be interesting. Could I think they might go? I don't know whether they would go with that, but I uh, I could. Yeah, I could. A little bit of a stretch, but I'm just saying. You know, I, I told you it was, it's going to be set in Mexico. They're looking for their young Latina lead now. They're going to need a villain. They don't have one yet. Put two and two together. Yeah. Um. 
Alex Garland doing a haunted house movie, The Toy Maker's Secret. I love haunted house movies. Yeah, I mean, love listen, them. I'm, I'm down to see this. It sounds like this one's going to be family friendly, yeah. uh, not really uh, edgy like like Garland's last, you know, most recent material. But um, yeah, I like the title. Premise sounded a little familiar. Yeah, the, the toy maker secret. It was a little vague, but yeah, know, it all depends what that secret is. What are your favorite haunted house movies? Oh, I'd have to think about that, man. Okay, yeah, I don't know that I can just pull that one out off the top of my head. Okay, I would. I, I love Thirteen Ghosts. Jesus Come Christ. on. That you, is a I, genius I should, be, I should fire you off this podcast right now. You can't fire me. You're not my boss. What are you talking about? You have no power whatsoever. I, I was going to say, do you know you know what movie is not considered a haunted house movie, but technically it is? What's that? Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice is a great haunted house movie. Yeah. The Haunting is my other one. The original the haunted, one. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, not the, not the Liam Neeson, that one in. Holy shit. Jones. Um, let's talk, uh, God, we are like, all right, it's already Although I do quite like that one. It's fine. Um, do we, do we have extra time today? Can we go a little bit over? All right. Let's talk about some trailers. There were so many yep. good trailers this yep, week. Yep, 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 yep. Guys, we saw Jason Statham take on a shark in the Meg. Oh my God. Or t- it was teased that he oh. will take on this shark. Oh my God. Yeah, this looks ridiculous. <laughs> it, yeah. I, it, ridiculous is a great word, but I am so unbelievably excited about this movie. Yeah. It possibly looks like the most fun I am going to have at the movies this year. Uh, it looks so stupid. You better, you better get an interview with Statham. For oh, that. God, of course, me yeah. and Statham. Yeah. Little Brit Baldies together, like two eggs. <laughs> two Cockney eggs. Um, yeah, that trailer was, was something, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, American Animals. Did you watch that one? Uh, no, I didn't. There, okay, so I did I did this com- combined post last night. Check okay. this out. Okay. American Animals and Three Identical Strangers. Those were two of the three best movies I saw at Sundance. Three Identical Strangers remains the best movie I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. You know what that's about? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the triplet story. So watch that trailer over on the tracking board and then check out American Animals about some college kids who robbed uh, their, their school's library of $12 million in rare books. I mean, that... That's a great true story, and it features the real guys too. Um, Ooh, yeah. Okay. What else did we get this week? We got uh, another heist movie in Ocean's Eight. We did, which I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm on the fence on that one. I'm not I'm, as excited as I feel I should be for it, mm. but it's still early. I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm 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 hoping that it's better than the trailers are making it look for me. I just because you know? I, I like a lot of people in the cast. I but don't I'm, know why uh, we need to do this all male or all female thing. Wouldn't an oceans movie be awesome if you had like the the real main stars of oceans and then the real main stars of the oceans eight? You know, and you just I had think a mix, that's probably what they're looking at for the gender next one. thing with like Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Kate Blanchett, and Sandra Bullock. Like that to me is what is exciting. Not necessarily all women. Oh, man, like no, but I'm thinking before. that's probably what they're looking at or, or certainly considering doing. If, if this one does particularly well, that would be the next logical step for me. I mean, it's just a movie that's, that's not particularly exciting me. I mean, it, it looks fine. It looks like it could be enjoyable and a good sort of, you know, popcorn movie. And it's the, the sort of the female-focused... There are a few yeah. movies coming out, but the, certainly for the summer, the female-focused movies is quite thin on the ground right now. So you do get that counter-programming sort of niche audience, I, even though it's a huge niche I saw, audience. I saw I Feel Pretty this week in a, in a theater packed with women. I'm seeing that next week. What um, do you think? I'm not allowed to talk about it. Okay. I'm under embargo. Okay. But let's just say if my thumb was pointing in a direction, mm. it'd be pointing toward the sky. 
Oh, interesting. Yes. Very good. Um, um, Incredibles 2 trailer also came out this morning. Dropped this morning. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I, did, yeah, I did not have a chance to see it, um, but I'm pumped for that movie. It's It does look very, very good. I love it. It's been a while since I've been this excited for a Pixar movie, too. Um, Pixar movie, too. Pixar movie, too. I'm, uh, yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I mean, forgive me for this, but I kind of forgot how awesome Incredibles was, and I watched it again quite recently. See, I don't think it's that awesome. It's I, not. It's I actually really not like even Incredibles. close to one of my favorites. Like, I, you know, I go all the, to- pretty much all the Toy Stories, yeah. Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc. I go all those above Incredibles, but... Uh, it's in my top five. It's in my top five. Yeah, I'm, I'm See, for me, it's better I, than Ratatouille. I, I, I just love the, that little fucking rat. Um, <laughs> that so- was on the poster. You will love this little, little fucking rat. rat. Uh, I would love to see Disney show Incredibles at CinemaCon, but I think it'll probably be in Infinity War. They just have like a three-hour slot Are you for their presentation. CinemaCon? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I am coming back Thursday night driving, mm-hmm. and I will be here Friday morning to talk all about the hot trailers. You do realize that um, that's like a road movie. Jeff left Las Vegas to get to L.A. for 9 in the for morning. For 9 a.m. Podcast. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, there were a whole bunch of other trailers. Dark Crimes with Jim yeah. Carrey, which you didn't watch Have yet. not. I didn't realize he was playing a Polish detective. Relax. Uh, but I'm, I, that, those movies are right up my alley. Um, did you see Timothy Chalamet in Hot I Summer did. Nights? Yes. <sighs> Whoa. Uh, oh my god, Timothy. Hey, listen, fuck out. I, I've spent a lot of time down on Cape Cod. I, I felt like, from what I saw in the trailer, it kind of it nailed it. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I love Micah Monroe. I've loved her since I first met her in The Guest. Uh, she's awesome. She's my girl. Uh, let's talk about box office. Let's talk about yes, box office. Okay, uh, two major movies out this weekend. Rampage and Truth or Dare are probably the big ones. Uh, not the only ones coming out, but the big ones. Um, uh, so Rampage, Thursday night previews, 2.4 million. Um, if you compare that to San Andreas, which is The Rock with the same director uh, a couple of years ago, that was 3.1 million on previews. Uh, so it's slightly down on that. Looking at a weekend of 37 to 40 million. Uh, how, we'll talk about whether it's good or not in a second. Uh, Truth or Dare... Uh, 750,000 in previews on Thursday. That's looking at a weekend of 16 to 16.5, kind of around that mark. Um, I think it's going to do a little bit more than that because I know a lot of people are kind of psyched with this, especially sort of the younger end of the market. And uh, there's a lot of um, sort of uh, people out there who generally, they they like the Blumhouse movies now. Blumhouse movies have become a thing. Um, So if they see Blumhouse on the title, they want to go and see it. So I think it could do a little bit more than that. Uh, We're looking at the box office shaping up like this for the weekend. Rampage at number one, Quiet Place in number two with a take of 30 million. Uh, Truth or Dare then in third place. Uh, We're looking at Ready Player One uh, in fourth with about 14, 14.5 million. Blockers, which which is a great comedy. If you haven't seen Blockers and you want to laugh, that's really really worth checking out. With about twelve million, and then Black Panther in sixth place uh, with uh, with you know another sort of uh, six six million this weekend. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're where we're looking at the box office. You saw Truth or Dare, I and did you not. saw Rampage. I did. Before we, I, I get into Truth or Dare, did okay. you have you noticed? Somebody pointed this out to me that all the ads for Truth or Dare, mm. you know how ads have those bars now on top with the titles, yeah. So the truth or dare says Friday the 13th, super big. And then at the bottom, it's like Blumhouse is truth or dare. Yeah. Brilliant. A brilliant bit mm-hmm. of marketing by Universal and Blumhouse. Um, yes, the, the movie is coming out on Friday the 13th, and you are allowed to announce that date at, oh my God, as, so in, in the biggest font so you want. It just so happens, you know, it's the name of a more successful horror franchise. Um, this movie's not good. Okay. 
Yeah, and I and I love movies like this. I was I was kind of looking forward to it. This movie's not good. Um, this is definitely a, uh, a a swing and a miss for Blumhouse. I get what they were going for, and it does make some noble strides. Like there's stuff like you know with the with the truth element of the game. Like you know, one kid has to like come out to his father. You know, uh, so like it goes for like this sort of depth, like this soap opera ish mm. depth, but um. The characters are just so obnoxious. I just don't care. You're not rooting. You're rooting for all these teens to die. They're all horrible. None of the actors are good. Like, what has happened to that market? Like, remember, we used to have... Mm-hmm. I guess I mean, I'm a little bit younger than you, but... Uh, what the fuck? Uh, a little bit younger. Anybody about Nev, 15 years. Nev Campbell, yep. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm-hmm. like... I know why you did last summer. Yeah, like, come on. Lucy Hale and, and Violet Bean or whoever else they got in this movie, it's, yeah. there's no contest. It's just no contest. Sorry. So so it's a case of watch Fear again and the, or and the, the Crush. Some of the kills were okay. Some of them just, you know, tired and uninspired. Jeff Wadlow, not my favorite director. A lot of people were, were saying that this is kind of like setting it up where the Final Destination franchise picked up with, like, it is, hey. It, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like right. a bad cross between Final Destination and It Follows. There's a, such a clear, like, It Follows right. vibe to this, except it was just, except just not like, cool. <laughs> so it wanted to be It Follows. It just ends up with being It it's a studio. It's a studio It right. Follows. Like, it is exactly how a studio would have ruined that movie. So Rampage. Uh, I, I cannot recommend this one. So the you fact know, that Blum- my meeting over Anne and I missed that was not a, not the, not at all. Blumhouse has been on a roll lately, but I'm sorry, guys, I cannot give you. You get no points awarded for this one. This is a miss. Don't use your movie pass. How just how pass. is Rampage? Because I um, I skipped that in favor of I feel pretty. Okay, Rampage. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, looks ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, it has some of the worst performances that I've seen in a major. Hollywood movie for quite some time. Wait, Malin Ackerman, really? I wasn't going to name names. Um, you, you didn't need to name there, names. Her name, there, her name's on the couch list. There are a there are a couple of performances in this which are just like not not good, just yeah. not great. Um, and so, uh, despite that, oh, and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is basically fucking Negan's day off. He's Negan. <laughs> right. It's like he's that's it. That's all he is. He's Negan <laughs> dressed as a government agent. I mean, the dialogue is so unbelievably cheesy. You could stick it between bread and grill it. You know, um, some of the <laughs> CG. Good. Thank you, thank you. They didn't put that on the poster. The Rock. You got to hire Simon to punch thank up you. your scripts. I do. I do like puns for Statham. So yeah, great. Um, but I, I, the Rock is 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 the Rock. Um, Naomi Harris does a good job, but anybody could kind of play that role. So we didn't have to be her. It's a big Hollywood movie for her, and I, she's very enjoyable in it. Um, I love her. Some of the CGI in this is is just spot on, and some of it is like, is this the finished version? Have I told you my stance on Naomi Harris? No, I haven't. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever been in front of. That is oh, the right stance to have. Stephanie, you're, you know, earmuffs. You're pretty hot, but... Earmuffs. Naomi Harris, well, I, I interviewed her for After the yeah. Sunset in like 2005. This is 13 years ago. I was blown away. You know she's uh, she's a friend of my wife from university. Oh wow, yeah. she's really done. She's done um, well for herself. But aside from that, since um, that Brad Bradner movie. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, no. I mean, it's a ridiculous movie. But I mean, I cannot deny that I really enjoyed it. 
Um, it is a lot darker and heavier than I thought it was going to be when it comes to some of the action sequences and some of the sort of the violence. Um, I, I, I actually really enjoy this. This is the epitome of a dumb popcorn movie where it is just sit back, relax, and just let it wash over you. There are some really great action sequences. There's a lot of this stuff where you're like, do you know, none of this makes kind of sense. This is just like so many plot holes and, and things that are just cliched, but it still kind of is fun. Um, I did enjoy it. I From the trailers, I thought it was going to be terrible, but I was really curious to see it. And it's by no means The Rock's finest hour. Yeah, we'll see. This, how, we'll, we'll see how desperate I get. I, I may see this. I may rent this, like yeah. I did Geostorm. Do you know what? It's yeah. No, I, I mean this to me is like do, do go and see it in the movie theater. See it on a big screen. Do go and but see it. Do it's go and really, see it in your local a, movie theater. No, um, but it's 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 stupid. But it's actually better than you think it would be. Okay. So I, I saw I saw two more movies by the way okay. this week, and I'm seeing one today. Mm. I'm seeing Upgrade later. Another Blumhouse movie. I really want to see that. I Thanks think, for the I invite, think, by I the think way. it looks. I don't get to. I'm not the fucking publicist, no, okay? Can. Get your own fucking. I'm sick and tired you of this recurring tweet. You get a plus no, one. No, you don't get a plus one. Whenever no, you I don't. see you, you've usually got someone with you. <laughs> God. Anyways, I saw After Truth or Dare. I had to watch. I'm the, free if one comes up. You're not coming with me today. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's a maybe. I'll take it as a maybe. Upgrade looks awesome. It's it does look Marshall awesome. Green. Uh, after Truth or Dare, I had mm. to wash the taste out of my mouth and watch Den of Thieves. Did you see that? You yeah, did see I that. Saw, yeah, right. I saw that twice. I had to watch it twice. You watched it twice? Mm-hmm. I saw it once for Junket and once for Review. And I take it, you're not a fan. No. I thought it was so dumb and so fun. Like, I, I have, I'm not going to lie, I've been trying to pirate this movie since it came out in January. And when I say trying to pirate this movie, I mean every week going to my site and seeing if there was a watchable version of this movie, which there was not. And so in the end, you know, as as we neared the the home entertainment release, I know, you're, you're shaking your head. I'm, I'm crushing, trying to be honest you're here. You're crushing Hollywood I'm trying dreams. to be honest. I don't like the pirate movies. I do it every now and then. I was so excited to see Den of Thieves. I missed the press screening at Sundance. I miss, I never got a chance to see it in theaters. Anyways, <laughs> I decided to buy it. So there you go. I mean, you got more money out of me. Than you would have anyways. Uh, $14.99 on iTunes to buy this two weeks before it was available for rent. And it was worth every penny. 148 minutes of just machismo. Uh, I also saw the Ethan Hawke movie First Reformed, which was uh, worth a look. Hmm. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Mm. Worth a look. Oh, interesting. Anything else that caught your fancy? That tickled Uh, your fancy this week? I need to find out what time we should meet for Upgrade tonight. Just today, today. If it was tonight, it would be a different thing. Mm, is it but something? day screenings. Who turns her? Who sort of a plus one to a day screening? Jeff. I'm not, hoping. Not me. I go alone. I'm go. I'm in and out. Day screenings, in and out. But how? How are you? Gonna, up, how right are you going to fit in your jigsaw puzzles with all these day screenings? You're, you're telling me that puzzle's not going to do itself. It's, you're fucking <laughs> seriously. Right, it's not. Oh my god, thank god you got a hard working team. But what is it? The tracking is there anything the hyphen tracking board? Don't forget com? the hyphen. Yeah. Is there anything else on your list? I'm I have a whole bunch done. of things. I'm done. We have okay, well we're gonna run down the bits and bobs then for, okay. for five bits minutes. Bits and bobs. Movie Pass got movie phone. They did. They wanted to be their rotten tomatoes. 
I, I, by the way, my answering machine used to be the hello and welcome to Movie Phone. If you know the name of the movie you like to see, press one. Uh, yeah, uh, Free Willy. Did you ask for Cool Runnings? No, I didn't. <laughs> I remember when I worked in a movie theater. Uh, our our voice our voice system was so shit. It was like, what do you want to see? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You've asked for the holiday. No, I haven't asked for the holiday. If that is incorrect, press one. <laughs> Those movies weren't even out together at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's just there's some dude in a room just sitting there, just like making movies up. All right. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis, the subject of yeah, Comedy he's going to be Roast. roasted. I kind of love this Comedy Central. If you're listening, you're probably not. Please invite me to this. I am world famous. With a plus one. I, I don't, just say no, I'm just. I'm going to keep going I am on world about it. Famous for what? my uh, cameo appearance on the roast of James Franco. Everybody knows that I was there in the audience. Oh, the roast of James no. Franco, and it was the best one. No. And that's why I should be in the audience for Bruce Willis because he's the man. Damian Lewis from Billions uh, playing Rob Ford in I Run this town mm-hmm. did you see that one coming i did see that <laughs> i didn't see him coming i didn't see it coming <laughs> obviously i didn't see him coming um i didn't see that casting didn't coming, see at, that all. coming no. at all did not. Uh, he's gonna be covered in prosthetics um mm-hmm. amc picked up nosferatu that pilot um or david, nosferatu right the sequel. Two. Yeah. uh david goyer he's josh back. friedman doing uh, isaac asimov's the foundation yep uh, renewals. Jessica Jones got renewed. Barry got renewed. That's exciting in the in the world of television. Uh, there's gonna be a Spanish remake of My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm. Uh, I caramba. No, is that, is that the title? I don't know. Okay, no. Um, oh, Christina Hodson hired to write Batgirl. That's that's big news. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about it. We should have. We should have talked about it. Well, Joss Whedon is gone, and they got a female writer to add a female perspective, which is exactly what this movie needs. Um, Fox Searchlight launching a TV studio. If there was one Fox Searchlight movie mm. that you could see turn into a TV show, what would it be? Mm. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Little Miss Sunshine? Little Miss Sunshine, the TV show. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and what, in, would you, what would you do? You have any suggestions? I want Shame, the TV show about a sex addict. I have a funny story about Shame. I once went to a screening of, of, of Shame in London and I was talking to another really, journalist. You don't hear a lot of stories that start with, I have a funny story about Shame. No, absolutely. But I went to the screening in London. There was a fellow journalist with me there. And I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to this. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to it, too. It should, be, it should be really great. Got to the end of the movie. He looked at me, and he had this, like, horrified look on his face. And I was like, what's wrong? And he went, that wasn't the movie I thought I was coming to see. And I went, what did you think you were coming to see? He went, I thought I was coming to see a Robert De Niro heist movie. And I was like, Stone? I, yeah, I guess so. Score? But I'm like, I'm like, Shame. no, this. And he was like, there was a lot of sex in that. I went, there was a lot of sex in that. But yeah, how do you get the two confused? Like the minute Ma- Michael Fassbender comes on board and is like fucking for ninety minutes, it's like Beats me. maybe the heist is never gonna happen. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Leslie Manville doing a movie together. Martin Scorsese yep. directing an SCTV mm-hmm. doc for Netflix, right? Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen heading to TV. I hope Rick Moranis comes back for that, by the way. Uh, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen doing a uh, a, movie, uh, a TV series called The Spy. Serious role. Yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think he needs to do something outside of comedy. We all yep. thought it was going to be Freddie Mercury. Well, he did. He did uh, the Brothers Grimsby. That was outside of comedy. Yeah, I guess. Mm. 
And then the, the hot spec this week that I read about up on the tracking board was uh, Junior, about the kidnapping of Frank Sinatra Jr. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? Incident? No, I knew nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting yeah, to, interesting to read story. up on it. We'll see, uh, we'll see if that actually It's not a remake of the Arnold made. Schwarzenegger movie. I, I, that's what I thought when yeah. I was writing it up. Um, I think that'll do it for Meet the Movie Press this week. Yeah. Simon... Uh, where can the good folks find uh, you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. There's also a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can see some of my work on Forbes. I've got a load of Karate Kid stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and I did a really good interview, if I say so myself, with Cheech and Chong this week um, about the 40th anniversary of awesome. Up In Smoke. Also, did you know that Cheech Marin turned down the role of being the face of uh, Mario in, in Mario Brothers for Nintendo? They offered him a huge amount of money and slice of the profits, and he turned it down. Wow. Yeah. That is a crazy story. It I, is, is that, that also, do you know what? That was a story that Tommy Chong had never heard until Cheech Marin told me during the conversation. It's exclusive to Forbes, so check that shit out. Holy shit. You work with someone for like 50 years, and they never tell you that, hey, dude, what did you do? I turned down Mario. How the hell does would, that not happen? I would actually still see a movie with them as as Mario well, and Luigi. Check check out check out the interview and also uh, other super places you can high, find me. Super high Mario Brothers is uh, is at the uh, at the screening this afternoon. <laughs> I'll save you a seat. <laughs> and I'm Jeff Snyder, editor in chief yeah. of the Tracking Board, tracking hyphenboard.com. Mm. You can follow me uh, at uh, at the Insider on Twitter and yep. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And thank you, as always, for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Get ready to rampage this weekend, folks. Good fun. It's Dharma's chat, but do it. The truth is, I dare you to see it. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.